Oh, raise your heads, children, and see a bird of myth. You gotta believe this shit, man, because it's coming from Fat Kev Smith. JLS is the bird, and spreading big-ass savings is his game. He's the bird of salesmanship. Jonathan Livingston sales goals is mine. Birds fucking flying on behalf of me, you and Smod. Don't call that bird a deity, man. That motherfucker is a god. Bird of salesmanship going to take you to the Smodco show. Which is where all the reprobates and weird kids fucking go. Oh, yeah, man. Jonathan Livingston sales gold. Bird of salesmanship coming to let you know about some ways you can support Smodco, man. Throw a little money in the fucking Smodco coffer. It's a lot of free. Helps to have a little money to make the free go, man. Speaking of free, though, I mean, you pay for cable, so it's not that free. But still, it's coming Thursday. Oh, comic book man, man. It's back. Episode two. Last week, we watched an MMA fight. MMA fight. Um, what's going to happen this week? Tune in and comic book man and find out Thursday, 9 o'clock, uh, part of AMC's real original Thursday night, man. After us, there's two more shows, man. One about taxidermy. Man, Bird's like, what, man? Fucking, I can live forever in a taxidermist form? It's intriguing to me. Bird thinks like Disney, thinking about cutting a bird's head off, freezing it. At the bird's suggestion so that when they find a cure for death, the bird can come back come back the bird don't need a comeback it's been here for years uh that's comic book man thursdays at nine man tonight though uh if february 20th if that is tonight to you jay and silly bob at the laugh factory man coming back for our second show at the laugh factory 10 p.m the los angeles laugh factory right there on sunset man the sunset strip in hollywood tickets at csmod.com Oh, man, speaking of csmod.com, go there and get some tickets for Saturday night's show. Saturday at 8 o'clock, me and Ralph at the Lovitz, man, doing Hollywood Babylon. Uh, tickets at csmod.com. And now on to a new Smodco podcast. csmod.com for tickets. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Having Sex with Katie Morgan. I'm that girl. We are not coming to you from fabulous Las Vegas. We are, in fact, in fabulous North Hollywood. In Janie's Hideaway. Jim Jackman on the boards, as always. How's it going, eh? Hey, A, how are you? Good, good, good. Rebecca is still in Las Vegas. I miss her so much. We are loveless right now. Oh, no, Rebecca love. But she will be back. We are doing a pod this weekend. We will have Rebecca on the very next show. That's true. Yes. 134. 134, but right now is 133. And it is a very special night. Special. Special. Yet another guest from that sex show. That sex show. I love that sex show. That sex show. On Logo TV. On Logo TV. And right now... We are popping yet another having sex cherry, which does not happen very often. This week it does. The first doctor ever, ever on this show. We've had a lot of fucking professionals, but we've never had a real fucking professional. <laughs> That's right. Oh, please welcome to the show, Dr. Mike Dow. Well, thank you very Dr. much Mike. for having me. Dr. Mike Dow. 
Oh my God, you're so hot. <laughs> I know it embarrasses him, but it's true. He is a cutie patootie. He oh is the goodness. sex therapist from that sex show, which we do every weeknight. Yes, we do. And it's so much fun. And you're like a therapist. You're like a hot doctor. And Heidi always introduces you as the eye candy. And I blush every single weeknight yes, at 11 p.m. Yes, you do. Charming, but I do. Charming it's true. I know we're audio only. Y'all check out that sex show. Dude's hot. So... Because this is your first time, yes. welcome. Thank you. We are going to, of course, play six to nine questions, which is a fun little game where we ask no less than six and no more than nine questions. It's true. So that everybody out there knows where the advice is coming from Okay. on that on this having sex a show. A little intro, at least, to, uh, to get a little behind yeah. Dr. Mike. It's nice to know when we're taking people's questions and they're hearing advice, it's nice to know who you're getting that but, from. But no one's actually getting behind me tonight on this show, right? It's not that kind of show? It's not that show. There okay. is a comma well, after having sex, but don't make me blush. <laughs> well, there, there is a live, uh, as always, live canine audience here. For There's the always a lame, a lame canine audience. She is a little bit lame. She already spilled wine tonight. Yeah, All right. So, six to nine questions with Dr. Mike. Six to nine. Six questions. to nine. Number one. Dr. Mike Dow, when did you know that you wanted to be a sex therapist? Uh, that's a, that's a, that's an interesting question. I, I was 21 and, uh, I was in therapy for the first time myself looking at some of my own, uh, weird things I got going on in my own head. Don't and, we all. And, don't we all. <laughs> and you know, and it was, it was sort of a light bulb moment. It was literally the first session, first 20 minutes or so. And it was like this nice, you know, uh, this nice old lady in Los Angeles. And it, it was one of those eureka moments where you're like, wow, this is what I want to do. And then when I thought about what I wanted to specialize in, you know, I, I think, you know, uh, there are some people who have eating disorders or some people who struggle with addiction and I've specialized in those things as well. But I think there is one thing that is sort of universal and that's sex and love and relationships. Everybody struggles with that. So, and, and that's sort of the, the topic that's most interesting to me. So that's why I wanted to do what I do. Nice. That's yeah. young to, to like realize how, although, I mean, in fairness, I had almost exactly the same situation, masturbating in bed, watching a porno. <laughs> Literally, I was watching it and went, oh my God, that's somebody's job. I want to do that. I, yeah, a little different. You're, you're on, you're naked. I'm like sitting clothed with a nice Jewish lady and on some, in some like uh, office hey, high rise. A but, light you know, bulb is a light bulb. That's true. <laughs> That is fantastic. Okay, yeah. so where did you end up going to school? Uh, I went to USC, and then I got my master's, and then I went on to get my doctorate, and now I'm actually getting a uh, second doctorate in clinical sexology. Wow, congratulations. Uh, yeah, thank you. I, I, I love research. I love studies, and, and but but I, I will always love practicing sex therapy, and uh, it, it's sort of a weird position for me. Um, being on the show because mm -hmm. I, I, I would weird love position. to talk about yeah, <laughs> weird, weird position. position. Exactly. Yeah. I, I would love to share a lot about myself, but as one person told me, you don't want your shrink to be a human being. Right. You know, there's you, that whole thing where yeah. they're supposed to have you be blank and then yeah. it's them reflected yeah. off yeah. you. Yeah. So, like if you were like data from Star Trek, that's like the perfect. <laughs> he was so hot. Data would no be a great shrink. Just like straightforward. There's yeah. no like. When I was like 16, I wanted to have a three-way with Data and the Q. Did you really? But back to Dr. Mike. Well, yeah. I, I, could, I could analyze that all day long. <laughs> anyway. Okay, wait. So you said uh, USC. Are you from California originally? Where are you from? Uh, I was born in Honolulu. And oh, wow. uh, I, I, I spent childhood there. And then my mom is actually from a small farm town in 
Ohio. So when my parents got divorced when I was about seven, uh, my dad stayed in Hawaii. My mom moved me with her to Ohio, which I hated. Uh, And then I'd sort of go back and forth to see my dad and stuff like that. So, um, But I always knew I hated Ohio. So as soon as I hit 18, I moved to California. Poor Ohio, but I love California. I get it. Ohio is beautiful, but California is California. It's the best. Yes. The weather gets better as you go west, I've discovered. Yes, that is true. It's true. All right. Question number four. Now we're going to go sexy. Okay. Okay. How old were you when you lost your virginity? Uh, this, this is, uh, I was a late bloomer, actually. I, I lost my virginity when I was 21. Oh, nice. Yeah. Was that Aver- before or after the therapy session? Uh, just before. Just before. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, the therapy session was actually related to everything I had going on in my life, including sex at that point. Uh, but, you know, that's late. The average age of the American who loses their virginity is 17. So I, I was definitely a late bloomer. Nice. Yeah. All right. When you are not uh, giving therapy or being on TV with me or with a, an assortment of other people, you've been on a bunch of shows, right? Yeah, this is my uh, this is my third reality show. So I wow. you know, not but not you know I did two seasons uh, on a TLC show about uh, food addiction, freaky eaters. freaky eaters, and then I did two seasons on uh, VH1's Couples Therapy. Uh, but I honestly, this show, especially with the lovely, lovely, sex sexy show. Katie Morgan, is. Uh, hands down the best job I've ever had in TV. So I I hope third time is a charm and I hope this is the uh, 10 season show. Yeah, Yeah. I hope so too. This is, and I said it, I said it the other night and I will say it again. This is the best job I've ever had where I'm not having multiple orgasms. (laughs) It is so much fun. You're not having multiples every night? Just singles behind Yeah, but not at work. Okay, it was one of those things. The thing with porn, we're going back to me for a second, sorry. The thing with porn that was so awesome is like I would get up knowing that I got to go to work, I got to be painted all pretty, I got to come a few times and then they would hand me a check. (laughs) It was... Amazing. When you put it like that, it does sound like a dream job. It, it was. For me in my 20s, it was the best time I ever had. I don't know if I could deal with the drama anymore. It was definitely a younger, crazier me time. Yeah. But, oh my God. Well, and you said it was so sort of like fun. your college in a way. Like the, the camaraderie and the friends and all that stuff. Yes, and it really is. It's kind of a small little family group. I mean, not in like a creepy family way, but it's a small industry. There's only a few hundred people from everybody, from talent to crew to directors. You know everybody. And it was. It was like a fun little sex school. Speaking of incest, that, that <laughs> question that you and I got last night on that sex show, it was um, that, that guy on LogoTV.com, weeknights at 11. Uh, the, uh, the guy who, wa- who was having a threesome with his wife and that girl and then he wanted to swap out the girl with the girl's girl's sister sister. and and you listeners will be happy to know that katie morgan and i both said uh that's not a good idea not a good idea no you gotta watch out with those inner family relationships well it was a great moment on the desk where you guys just kind of look at each other like no no sisters should share hand-me-down clothes not Yes, although, you know, not the first time that I have seen somebody who was uh, having sex with somebody totally casual, like, I really like this person, met the sibling and was like, this is the whole package, everything I liked about this person, plus whatever was missing. Well, right, I mean, because they're similar in a lot of ways, but then there's like one or two things that are very different, yeah. It it happens, where you're attracted to that same thing, so I I don't know, I say drop the whole thing and go for the sister, (laughs) just just break off with everybody else while you're at it. You don't go back and forth, that's not nice, no. And everybody needs to know about it. We're only at five questions. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Number six. Six. 
I don't know. I'm like really? torn. I'm torn. I'm torn. What do you think? Do you have one that you wanted to ask? No, I wanted. I wanted to hear what your uh... what my sex was gonna be. Yeah, and <sighs> doing just to get to know. I know. I know because okay, because we've talked about the not asking all the personal questions because right. usually. I ask people the damnedest fucking things. Seriously. And they're a little bit shocked. Sit up, but not always the first time either. But in the spirit of keeping everything doctorly, I really respect that. You put in your time. Oh, yeah. You put in your education. You are the blank slate. So I'm trying to ask you professional okay, questions. Give me, give me one. Give me one sort of juicy one. One sort of juicy one. Okay. Have you ever been uh, in a three-way? Yes. Yay! I'm so happy. Sorry, was you that too loud? You never answered that on the show, did you? It never got asked of you. It never got asked. No, no we, because we don't. We all tell like our dirty secrets. Nobody came up on But like, he's the doctor. I, I have know. I have so much respect. I'm like a Jewish grandmother. I'm like, and he's a doctor. <laughs> he's a doctor. He's got a, He's going to be a double doctor. I know. Congratulations. Doctor. There's yeah, my last you. question, which is a little bit embarrassing. We're going seven. How old are you? I'm 33. Oh, yeah. I'm almost 33. Yay. Same age. High-fived myself. All right. That's six to nine. That was actually seven. We're going to stop there. I want to take some real questions with you. I want to take yeah, some listener questions. We've that. had some emails come in. I think we should take a quick break. We'll play a little Mickey Avalon. A little Mickey Avalon since we're in L.A. Uh, we saw Mr. Avalon last week. Yes, Brilliant. he came and watched that sex show. He I love him. He came down to that sex show. And once again, that sex show with uh, our very own Katie Morgan. Dr. Hey, Mike Mickey. Now, Dougal Fraser. And uh, Heidi, Heidi Hamilton, Hamilton on Logo TV every weeknight for one full hour at 11 p.m. Our show is just an ad for that show now for that the last four weeks. No, because we're just doing beats. It's fucking interesting stuff. And it's what I was true. really getting at and what we're going to get at in the second half of the show when we come back from a little dirty, dirty Mr. Right. You're dirty. Is how good advice you can get from that section. Yes. This and is how, only two of us. Yeah, I mean, you, you, most of you listening have probably heard Katie's shit and we know we can drop on this show. We're bringing in... You just said shit and drop. Shit and drop. We're bringing in the real professional who has some awesome fucking advice. Yes. Um, Fantastic. So uh, on that note too, if you got more questions, keep them coming in. Having sex. Here's my camera. Had a baby named Jane, she could shake that thing. Said her daddy used to hang with Johnny Coltrane. She sang a soul train with a friend named Jen. Her booty was bigger than a Mercedes Benz. Jen was a hurdy gurdy dirty little girly. I heard it from a birdie, she could cook a mean turkey with gravy. Baby, 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 baby was Jen's best friend. And maybe, if you were lucky, licky, licky, sucky, sucky. Mickey, Mickey, fuck me, fuck me. More junk in the trunk than a Honda. I know you wanna do the Jane Fonda. One, two, three, four. Get your booty on the dance floor. Work it out. Shake a little mama. Let me see you do the Jane Fonda. Five, six, seven now. If you don't know, let me show you how to work it out. Work it, little mama, I know you wanna do the Jane Fondo. I had a princess, queen of incest. She was in red, but Jean had big breasts. And big eyes and a big ass to match. Jean wasn't fast, she was easy to catch. Then came Molly, a hood from Hollywood High. So fly, she was transatlantic. She was a manic depressing. Which was impressive, very impressive. I had to test it. Tasted like chicken and was lemon scented. She took me home to a mama. 
I taught them both how to chain Fonda. One, two, three, four. Get your booty on the dance floor. Work it out. Shake it, little mama. Let me see you do the chain Fonda. Five, six, seven now. If you don't know, let me show you how to work it out. Work it, little mama. I know you wanna do the Jane Fonda. A doll named Jana from Santa Ana. She was a waitress at the Copacabana. She was slamming and her ass was jamming. Like Janet Jackson in the Rhythm Nation. Her brother Jason had a girl named Grace. And you could see her ass from outer space. So I landed on a planet. And planted a Mickey hat flag in it, damn it. One, two, three, four. Get your booty on the dance floor, work it out. Shake it, little mama. Let me see you do the James Honda. Five, six, seven now. If you don't know, let me show you how to work it out. Work it, little mama. I know you wanna do the James Honda. One, two, three, four. Get your booty on the dance floor, work it out. Shake it, little mama. Let me see you do the James Fonda. Five, six, seven now. If you don't know, let me show you how to work it out. Work it, little mama. I know you wanna do the James Fonda. One, two, three, four. Get your booty on the dance floor. Work it out. Shake it, little mama. Let me see you do the James Fonda. Five, six, seven now. If you don't know, let me show you how to work it out. Work it, little mama. I know you wanna do the James Fonda. One, two, three, four. Alrighty, we are back. You are listening to Having Sex with Katie Morgan. Thank you so much for, to Mickey Avalon for our lovely break music. Jim Jackman on the boards. How's it going, eh? Hey, hey. Also, our special guest tonight, Dr. Mike Dow. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I love having you on my couch. It's so hot. <sighs> Okay. <laughs> on the break, we were talking. I have one more question for Dr. Mike Dow, yes. and this is officially the eighth question of six to nine. We're back to that. Still safe, still safe. How did you get from school of like I'm now I'm a therapist to being on television and on all these different shows? You know, it's one of those Hollywood stories where I actually just bumped into a friend that I hadn't seen in ten years, and he was a uh, an an anchor for ABC at the time. And um, he's like, "So, what are you doing now? Didn't you, weren't you going to become a sex therapist?" I'm like, "Yep, got my doctor, uh, got my master's, got my doctorate. I'm, you know, I'm, I got a private practice." He's like, "Wow, that's a, that's amazing." You know, he's like, "God, my my agent, she represents um, not only anchors and broadcasters, but also you know doctors." And experts and stuff for TV. Sure. So he's like, I think she would really love you. And uh, he set up a meeting like the next day. And then she sent me out for a, a show um, like a couple weeks later. And it was this TLC series about eating disorders. And and I got it. And, and, and you know, and then I started uh, becoming a regular in all the talk shows. And, you know, I remember my first uh, national talk show was Rachel Ray. And I was very, very nervous. And then I was doing Rachel Ray all the time. And then, you know, all those producers talk to each other. And then I'm on Dr. Oz all the time. And then I'm on Anderson. And then I'm on Rick. You know, and it's funny. Everyone wants to do this. And it's it's so hard to get in the club. But once you're in the club, it's it's actually quite easy. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. that funny thing that people say. It's all about who you know. It is absolutely true. Totally. Always has been. But yeah. also in Dr. Mike's case, what he knows. Yes. Well, and that's what's so great. You really are like the whole package. Not only are you smart and a doctor, you're young and hot. Oh, and not that you. the other guys are unattractive. I mean, I mean, even Dr. Phil's sexy in his way, but they're all quite no. a bit older. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I am definitely the, uh, whenever I do the Dr. Oz show, the audience warm-up guy always is like, uh, and our very own Doogie Hauser, Dr. Mike Dow. <laughs> and, you know, before they start airing and the whole audience laughs and he tells that joke every single time I'm on the show. But it's okay. It's okay. Our, You'll grow up eventually. Our, our friend uh, our friend Matt Cohen came to one of the, that sex show tapings. He and, did. And we, we were, I was pointing out everybody. He's like, who's that guy? And I'm like, that's Dr. Mike Dow. And he's like, that guy's like 18. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to call funny. you Doogie. No, I can't because we have Dougal. That's right. That's too confusing. confusing. But yeah. Doogie Hauser was so hot. I was obsessed with that show. Now, because we have a doctor on the show, I mean, it's not like we don't do this anyway, but I'm so fascinated to hear your takes on our questions because our fans mostly write in to get the opinion of two porn stars as a general rule. Yeah. Now they're going to get a porn star and an actual licensed sex therapist. Yeah. So I'm so yeah. very excited. So as we say, uh, Katie, Katie Morgan, uh, she's not a doctor, but she's a fucking professional. Dr. Mike Dow is a fucking professional doctor. Damn straight. Uh, <laughs> uh, bringing the reels to us. So we are going to go to our, uh, our fucking emails. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck yeah. I'm done saying fuck. That's We're going to keep cussing because you know a, why? We're allowed. That's a fucking great play on words. Yeah. <laughs> this particular question is uh, questions from a happy couple. Nice. One of my favorite subject lines of an email. Yes. Uh, and it gets better. Uh, dear Katie and guest, who happens to be a fucking doctor, uh, me and my girlfriend of almost three years have been listening to your podcast since the beginning. We enjoyed many of the tips we've learned, so thank you. Uh, but we have two questions. I, being the man, have a problem of lasting in excess of an hour to two hours during sex. But nice. normally, but normally, before I'm able to finish, she either swells shut, has to pee, or is too exhausted from too many orgasms. Sure. Any tips on how to last shorter? <gasps> Wow, this is not a common problem, but it is one I've encountered mm -hmm. plenty of times, right down to the swelling shut thing, mm. which, I mean, it's it usually like 10 or 15 orgasms before it swells shut, and then you're like, just don't touch me yeah. at all. So, I mean, I don't know. This is one of those things where I start to wonder, like, could he jack off faster? Well, and did, did the couple say that they're already having sex for an hour to two at a time? He said he's lasting for an hour or two at a time, which is too long for her. Well, well long yeah. enough well, for her, but long he, enough he that never she needs talks. a break at least. Right, yeah, right, right. right. I, I mean, first of all, I just have to say that this couple is, uh, you know, they're a rock star couple because totally, you know, right? yes. the, the average American couple is having sex for like 10 minutes. So the fact that they are, they're getting to two hours is just, first of all, amazing. And maybe they just need to reframe their expectations of what is, of what is normal. And, and, you know, I, it sounds like they're having a great sex life to me. There's I know, more. but there's, wait, there's more. Oh yeah. But, but wait, there's more. Well, okay. My, my thing with the only thing I know to really help people come quicker is to masturbate because nobody loves you like you. Jane says hi. Janie's hideaway. Nobody loves you like you and nobody can get you off quite as fast or quite as easily as you can. Most yeah. people's masturbation doesn't last more than a few moments. That's right. Minutes, a couple minutes. I don't know about y'all. I can do it in 30 seconds, but I'm not bragging. Um, <laughs> but not everybody likes to pull out and jack off. This is why a lot of porn stars do that. When you yeah. see them pull out and jack off, it's because that's what they have control over. So at least for these two, I guess that would be my main suggestion is when you're done, when she's done, when she's like, okay, I'm good. You pull out and jack off and you get done. Well, and if he's jacking off and, you know, and there's some sort of contact between them, you know, if, if they're still kissing and, and he's, he's finishing himself off, that can be a very intimate experience. Yes. And, and, and as long as there is some sort of kissing or touching or even holding hands, I, it sounds like there's a, a way for this to be a win-win for this couple. Totally. I really like also, uh, 
and I don't know, and not everybody has quite as large of boobs as I do, but I like helping with the jacking off of sometimes you'll do like a boob job around yep. and the jacking off. So if you have any way that you can like be really in contact where it's almost still like he's having sex with part of your body, but he's controlling it. Well, and, and, and many of the men that I've treated love uh, a good just rubbing the balls while he's finishing yes. uh, or or that, that famous what I call the H spot, the hero spot, which is the equivalent of the G spot. And even for men who don't like a, a finger in the anus to stimulate the prostate, you know, when a man is about to have an orgasm, there's a spot about two inches below the anus where if you apply pressure right as he's about to climax it it can really uh make his orgasm even stronger yes absolutely and you can feel that spot because it starts to get really really hard yes. right when he's about to come yep like uh ladies you know this or gentlemen whoever you are when when it gets to that swell point and yeah. you can feel like the dick goes that insanely rock hard shove two fingers up in that spot yeah and it can like really change the climax. It yeah. could be a whole different climax. Basically, it's an external prostate climax. Yeah, right? that's right. It's external prostate stimulation. And, and it's it's really funny. That's the one time when you can really feel the shaft of, of the penis and the way it sort of connects to the rest of the body. And you know, Because it does continue down into the body, yeah. the actual erect penis. I mean, you're, you're, when you see the, 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 the visible penis, I mean, that is only part of of, of that organ. So you're just, you know, much like, uh, you know, the clitoris is a very large organ and, you know, think of the, you know, I always tell people to think of a wishbone and the clitoris, what people refer to as the clitoris is only the, the clitoral head or the it's glands. It's like the head of the penis. Either. That's right. Right. Okay. And, and the, everything else is sort of beneath the skin and then it sort of, uh, in that wishbone fashion sort of wraps around the vagina and, and gets, you know, I know you're a big fan of anal sex and, and ha. you've had many orgasms that way. And then the, the legs of the clitoris not only extend sort of a uh, sort of wrap around the vagina in, in inside the woman's body but very it's very close to the woman's rectum so uh, that is why women when they are receiving anal sex are more likely than men to have an orgasm by receiving anal intercourse alone without right, any other genital stimulation it's all connected so i think we have a very narrow view of of even what genitals are and where they start and stop yes it's absolutely fascinating and things like we had talked about on that sex show a couple times uh, and I can't even remember if this was on the show or between talked about blue balls and that girls get like blue vag yeah that it can actually hurt that's when you really feel those wishbones where you feel it coming down the two sides of the labia and you're like oh my god that hurts yeah that is the equivalent of male blue balls. Blue vag does exist. It does. Yeah. I've had it. It hurts like a bitch. And and a lot of the, a lot of the medications, uh, Cialis, uh, they are sort of sometimes used off label for women because really? it, it does it does stimulate. It, it's not for this, you know. Uh, for a lot of women, it's not about I can't. You know, obviously, women don't have to get it up, but there are some women who have problems with blood flow to the genitalia. However. I would say that for most women, and by the way, the most common uh, sexual uh, diagnosis for women is hypoactive sexual desire disorder, which basically means you're not in the mood. For women, it co- it doesn't come from the genitals. It comes from the brain. Sure. So unfortunately, Cialis, Viagra, they're not going to do shit for getting you in the mood. I mean, they're going to make some blood flow down there, but women's brains are wired to, to want the 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 you know everything the being turned on the uh, the fantasy the the just being in the mood in general it comes from the brain so that you, is actually a big part of why i recommend like uh, erotica and porn for women because so often it 
it's your brain that keeps thinking all the other thoughts of all the things that need to be done and all the little voices. And when you actually watch something in that male way of watch yeah. and visual stimuli and you put your brain in the mood, the rest of you gets in the mood too. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. In brain scan studies, we, sh- we see that uh, when women try to shut down their brain and just focus on one thing, they're not very good at it because their yeah. brains are always thinking about so many things. Oh, men, trust me, men, I know. <laughs> men's brains are very simple. We're, right. we're sort of like animals. You, you tell us to think about something else, we just, we just shut down. You know, we're very, very simple creatures. We're like gorillas, whereas women are, are much more advanced in many ways. Absolutely. I will second that emotion. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, speaking of second, what was the rest of that question? There was more, and they, the the awesomeness continues from the happy couple. Uh, okay, so last thing shorter, yeah, dude, uh, find another way to get off. So yeah, I'm yeah, fine. jack off. Yeah. Jack off. Do it any way you want, between her boobs, with your hand, yeah. smiley face. Ask her where she wants that. Yes. Uh, okay, so also, she has no gag reflex and gives really? the best deep throat blowjobs I've had the pleasure of receiving. Most of the time, I have the feeling of an orgasm, but without the increased sensitivity or intensity of an actual pop. So we were wondering if you have heard of any men having mini orgasms or smaller orgasms during oral that don't lead to full ejaculation. Oh, interesting. I mean, I've heard of plenty of mini orgasms in the way of like, I don't even know if I'd call them mini, in the way of tantric sex, where people are like having a quote unquote orgasm feeling, but nothing comes out. But now I've heard of oral feeling amazing also in the the throat thing, right? Like the, uh, for real deep throat, I don't know what you call it, the rings, the rings where they're going down and apparently it feels like better than oh yeah, the actual like, whatever. I can't larynx, deep throat, so I don't know. In- yes, the larynx. Thank you. There you go, Mr. Medical Man. I don't know. Um, but the deep throating feeling completely different and more orgasmic than vaginal sex. Yeah, I mean, it sounds to me like what, what may be happening is the, the sensation and just the pleasure, uh, in the plateau phase before there's actually a, an orgasm. Wait, what is the plateau phase? Well, you know, men sort of get excited and then there's, you know, for men at least, there's that long plateau phase where it's like you're about to come and then men reach the point of no return and once once that point is reached, the orgasm is happening whether you like it or not. And that's, you know, that's, that's when I work with a lot of men who have premature ejaculation because they can't control, uh, the point of no return. It happens way too quickly. Uh, but a, a lot of times, there, I mean, there are certainly variations within the, the plateau phase. And, you know, it sounds to me like maybe there is some sort of a, a difference in sens- sensation in the plateau phase. Um, you know, I, I also have heard of, you know, and I, I haven't seen it documented clinically, but I have sort of seen uh, interrupted orgasms where it's like, uh, it's not quite to the point of no return, but it's almost like a soft, faint orgasm. Okay. And and I, I believe in those because of the, some of the research that I've uh, seen in uh men experiencing paralysis and and the way the body can actually um, reaccommodate the orgasm and the way that men can learn to orgasm through different parts and, and, and sort of have these soft orgasms. So you're saying it is an orgasm just without ejaculate? I, I think so. Just, it, just in, 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 para- in paralyzed patients, they call them phantom or soft orgasms. And the brain, uh, we know, can sort of have these other sort of orgasms that uh, many men in wheelchairs, for example, uh, they say it's sort of like a soft orgasm, not quite as intense, but without ejaculating because some of them cannot, but some of course can. So, so to me, that, that gives evidence to say that maybe there are some variations within the male orgasm uh, that can be 
akin or sort of similar to the way that women can have multiple orgasms. Okay. Interesting. That's really fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Was uh, that was that the end of that question? They they did have a PS that leads into uh, that leads into the that female part, but no, just on that note, it was it's a thing. This somebody's asked that before of the sort of thing of like it's not tantric, but it feels like I just had four. It's not tantric like in because a row. technically tantra is a practice that not everybody is doing, but you're achieving things that they're talking about in that. I think I think that's what they're talking about in tantric sex, but they go around a different path to achieve that. Yeah, yeah. But it's the same physical response. I think that people are finding accidentally. It's well, like, it's like church and camping. Yeah, yeah, church and camping. You get the same kind of results. <laughs> of- sure, everybody gets together. It's a good time. Well, it's just slightly different. And, and in terms of brain chemistry, what also may be going on, and I think this is really interesting, that you know, women's brains love oxytocin, which is the brain chemical that that causes uh, bonding, and it's the chemical that's released when you cuddle with a with your loved one or even an animal, for example. But testosterone depresses oxytocin production, so men don't have as much oxytocin available as women do. However, the one time that men's brains do allow floods of oxytocin to happen are right after an orgasm. Um, so is that why boys cuddle then? That is why boys cuddle, but it's also why boys pass out and go to sleep. They sure as shit do. Like really fucking fast. But but but, <laughs> but if I'm, but if I'm here's my point. So if a man is really in love with a woman and and they're if he's inside her and they're making eye contact and he is truly in love, the floodgates may open and he may experience floods of of oxytocin and also serotonin and that may actually feel like a light orgasm. So it no wait, okay. But that's not with that, a one night stand. That's with someone sure, you're in love with. But in that way is he experiencing more similarly to a female orgasm? I think so. Yeah, because yeah, because I mean the the female orgasm is is much more uh, I mean, both the male and for- and female orgasm are about loads and loads of dopamine being released, which is, you know, the chemical, the, the brain's main upper. Oh, I know right? that. I'm completely you, you, addicted. I know. I was telling yeah. you at the break that, you know, I know you're a sensation seeker just because, you know, your totally. personality type and, and the, you know, having sex in a tree when you were 17 or whatever. Sure. <laughs> uh, but but I, I think in, in that way, yeah, the, the male brain is sort of like the, the female brain when it's in love because that is the one time that we see that the male brain also goes high in oxytocin. Fascinating. Yeah, and, and serotonin as well. Because the, the male brain doesn't like serotonin and oxytocin as much as the female brain does. The male right. brain likes dopamine a lot more. Of course. Okay, that makes sense. I love all this smart doctor shit. I feel so educated. Oh, know, my right? God. Okay. Chem- actual chemical stuff. <laughs> oh so the closer on this, and this leads into, it's a callback to uh, some stuff we've talked about before about larger clits versus smaller clits. Oh, that was a the, fascinating discussion. The ability uh, not only to orgasm, but to multi, be multi-orgasmic right. and whether the size was relative to. Right. Uh, we did hear a lot of feedback, and these guys are weighing in with, uh, the my girl uh, has a tiny clit. She has multiple orgasms and masturbates all the time and believes that tiny clits can come just as easily. So this was the discussion. Let me just fill in Dr. Mike and anybody who hasn't heard the back episodes. We had a debate for a while and we had people weigh in because it was seeming more common for those with larger clitorises to be not only easier to find their orgasm and finding them younger, but to be multi-orgasmic. And like like me, I can have 8, 5, 15, 20. I don't know. I lose track. Keep banging me. I'll keep coming. It depends on how long you bang me. But then we were having other girls write in with like, I've got a tiny vagina. I've got a tiny clitoris and I can't find my orgasm. So we kind of took a poll just to try and figure out if having a bigger clitoris made you more likely. And 
while there was more big clit returns and yeah. responses, yeah. it is not in any way. There is definitely plenty of small clit girls who are majorly multiply orgasmic and very open. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I mean, I, listen, the clitoris is, is the most uh, nerve-ending-laden part of the human body. The, the clitoris, the head of the clitoris uh, has m- way more nerve endings than, than the penis. So women are, women, women are very lucky. Yeah, so if, we you, are. If, you have, if you have more surface area, there are, there's going to be more skin that is going to give you that that really amazing right. and response. And that was our original argument was yeah. that, wait, I think big clits come more, but it's not true. We were proved wrong. Well, and, and I think that unfortunately being a, a girl who can have 15 orgasms versus the girl who always has one, yes. I, I don't, I, I think that that is actually sort of an inherent trait more so than about surface area of the clitoris. It's not about surface area, although I've had an awfully lot of girlfriends tell me as they get older, because I've often had older friends, that even girls who were single orgasm girls for all of their life around 30, 35 found that multiple. Not all of them, but several have been like, I could never and now I can. Oh, and I I think that's absolutely possible and true. And and the the amazing thing is what I love about women is they, they seem to get more comfortable with their sexuality as they get older. And I think that a lot of times when they're younger, they're so uptight or they're so, you know, worried about what other people are thinking. And then actually they're more confident with their bodies at 50 than they were at 25. And then then they allow themselves to relax and just enjoy. And that can sometimes tell the brain to say, wow, I I want more of this. Yes, absolutely. Well, and there is a thing, right? The women with the sexual peak that it's, it's still coming uh, around like 35 to 40 is the main peak. Right? Yeah, yeah. We definitely see a peak uh, later in women than, than with men. You should be scared. I have not yet begun to get horny. I'm going to bang you to fucking death, sir. Yeah. Yeah. You just get Pretty ready for that. boy's dream. I'm only 32, people. It's still coming. All right. Over sorry. Over and over, apparently. Keep going. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so what were we actually answering about the small clit thing? Was he just weighing in? He was just weighing in, and, okay. and she was weighing in. Yes. But, yeah, uh, I, but anyway, I, the happy but curious couple. I, are, I love that. I think the bottom line is, yes, if you have a small clitoris, you can absolutely have multiple orgasms, and that it is possible. I think most types of orgasms are something you have to learn. At least, at least for me, it was, because... I was not always multiply orgasmic. Uh, originally, when I was first masturbating, I could have one, and then I was, like, bored. Like, literally turned off after yeah. a single orgasm. And as I learned to have more... Now, oh, here's a question. Here's a word that came up on that sex show. The refractory period. Yeah. Do women have one of those two, or is that just a man thing? That, unfortunately, men listening, that is that is a man thing. So, you know, th- I mean, listen, women women do sort of vary in their, their, their time... Uh, you know, they need between orgasms, but you know, the refractory period after a man expels his semen, uh, you know, the body and, you know, thank goodness because m- the male brain is so wired for sex. If it didn't have a refractory period, literally, you know, ancient men would, you know, just impregnate. Uh, impregnate every woman in the town. Right. So, you know, I, th- you would I think, dehydrate. yeah, I think there's a <laughs> biological function for the refractory period when we're looking at it from an evolutionary point of view. And because sure. women have higher oxytocin, they're more likely to form bonds and men don't have that. So, you know, I think the refractory period uh, has been a blessing for civilization uh, because we'd be overpopulated if men could just have sex all the time. Uh, but, you know, 
but we talked about something on the show the other night and this practice of edging. So, you know, women can learn to be multi-orgasmic. Men, they have a very short refractory period when they're in their 20s and sometimes in their 30s. And the healthier you are, the shorter that refractory period is. So that's the time that, uh, you know, uh, between which you can have orgasms. But men can then, especially when they get older, they just have to get really, you were talking about learning how to have control of your orgasms. That's what men need to do. They need to learn how to edge, which means how do you get to that point of satisfaction but not to the point of no return because then you can keep bringing yourself there right to the right to the precipice and then back and then right to the precipice and then back it's and then funny right that you to the say precipice, precipice. I talk about it like a mountain all the time like you're climbing and climbing and climbing to the top, top of the mountain Take a minute yeah, and look around yeah. before you start heading do, down. Do you ever watch Price is Right? My favorite game used to be the little mountain climber. Yes. And it's like you wanted to get to the maximum you know, money you were going to win before the little before yodeler like fell down. off. And that's what you want to do. You want to get to the yodeler. When you get up yodeler, there, stop, but, but don't take fall a few off. panoramic pictures. That's right. Then fall off. Yeah, because if you once you fall off, it's done. And if yes. you're if you're a fifty year old man, once you fall off, you're probably done till tomorrow. Absolutely. For the for most people, there are very few gentlemen that I have run into ever in my experience, which has been a few that can come right back up. And there are a few. Congratulations, boys, because yeah. there are a few that come right back up. They're like, give me five minutes. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. As good as before, but that's five percent. Maybe five percent, and at the and end? that's high. That's five percent among porn stars. To be fair, true guys with yes. the uh, mental stamina guys whose job it the, is to think they're yeah, dick hard. Yes, it's a whole different mental thing to be like absolutely I can fuck every chick in this yeah. room. Like they have to. It's a whole that. new level of being in control of your genitals. Male porn stars, I yeah. always give it up to them. Major kudos well, because those guys really do have superpowers. It's the confidence in your genitals too. Yes, and it's that like, connection. If I believe it'll be, it'll, it'll happen. <laughs> what we also have on the other end of the spectrum. Uh, is an example uh, coming from Mick. Okay. Mick's got a question. This one's actually great for Dr. Mike, I think. Uh, Dear Katie, I'm a 48-year-old guy who suffers from erectile dysfunction, and I do mean suffer. I can still get hard, but it won't stay hard enough to fuck my wife. She's frustrated to say the least, and so am I. I've got a prescription for Levitra, and it doesn't work, but it or it works great, but it's so expensive we just can't afford it. I bought a hollow strap-on so I could wear it and fuck her. But she says it just doesn't feel as good as we've talked about. I told her you should feel it from my side. Oh. Uh, which we have, but that's for another email. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, anyway, I wanted to know if you knew of any natural or over-the-counter supplements that work for this problem. Love the show. Keep rocking hard, and I would love to fuck harder. Mick. <laughs> oh, poor Mick. Okay, we can help with that. There yeah. are things. Absolutely. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is, is a cock ring. And, you know, if he can use... Uh, the Levitra, the Cialis, or whatever he said he was using, uh, to get his dick a little bit harder, and, and then use a cock ring um, to to keep that. You can also use a uh, a, 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 a a vacuum, and then I was going to say a pump the, for this yeah. because he's saying the Levitra is really expensive. I mean, if it you is, have to yeah, pay a is, condom is yeah. like a few quarters. If you have to pay like twenty dollars a fuck, that's expensive. We should, you, Katie Morgan, you and I should start a nonprofit to give. Men free Levitra and Cialis to the shit. world. Who makes that stuff? We'll find out. We'll, we'll get on that. Bristol's no. Myers Squibb. Send us some okay, shit. Okay, but so we the can cheaper version it'll, it'll, is it'll the be, pump. Yeah. The, the Austin Power style penis pump enhancement pump. It's absolutely true. You can pump it up. This is for ED. This is not for boys who want to make their penis look bigger yeah, it and doesn't, prettier. Yeah, the pump does not make your dick bigger. But if you are if you are one of the many, many men, and listen, hey guys, sorry, sorry to tell you, but you know, after fifty, most men are going to experience ED at some point in their it lives. It happens. It's it, normal. Oop, I unplugged. What happened there? 
Okay, I'm talking. I'm still talking. Um, so, you know, unfortunately, it's just, uh, it's just something that men are going to have to deal with. But, you know, I think the pump with a cock ring can be a very inexpensive option because you only have to buy it once as opposed to needing yes. the Levitra before. But, and hey, it's not that expensive. It's probably the same $60 as the one yeah. prescription of Levitra. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And it'll last for the rest of your life. So, but you get that and the cock ring. You pump it up. Then you ring it. Yeah, then you could then you could ring it and and and, and listen. I mean, here's the, here's here's the psychological Jedi mind trick uh, about erectile dysfunction. The more you focus on not having an erection, the harder the erection will be to come by. So what I really teach you said harder that, and come I, by. I did, I did. <laughs> that's a, a play on words. Uh, but you know what I really teach the uh, the especially the the men that I work with with their wives or their girlfriends or whatever is is to just learn to appreciate the things that don't result in orgasm. You know, if yes. you're soft, if you're if you're flaccid, who cares? Go to, go down in your wife and it's sort of this this uh, weird paradox in that the more you learn to just enjoy that, the more the erection actually comes. Right. The more you think about it, the harder it is to get yeah. in the first place. Yeah. So there are things that you can do. Definitely try the pump, definitely try the ring. And a lavender cal- uh, candle. Yes, lavender and what was the other one? Licorice? Pumpkin. Pumpkin. Oh, licorice it, is for girls. Licorice in, and cucumbers in, in is for girls. In one study they found, uh, they were measuring all these scents and they found that lavender and pumpkin pie mixed together was the scent that caused the most blood flow to the penis. No, so, just the smell, not the eating of it. It's not smell. like eat pumpkin pie. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So, so, I mean, because when you think about it, lavender sort of has a very uh, calming effect and you, you know, need to, f- your your body needs to actually be calm but excited for the blood to to fill to fill the penis so right. it's very interesting you know what i wonder i wonder and this is just me with my wandering mind the pumpkin pie thing obviously says to me like happy times family times america thanksgiving christmas is that true worldwide is pumpkin pie a scent that just affects the brain or is it something that affects our memories as americans and that's an american you know, this, study no this this was an american study and i but i do i do think that there is a link between you know they say the way to a man's heart is through his stomach right i i do right. think that you know and when we look at all of the scents that that cause blood flow to the male's penis a lot of them are foods and i think that a lot of that is evolutionary so, so you know, maybe so in france it'll be true, like the way you know, to a man's heart is literally truthfully scientifically through his stomach that is true that's hysterical yeah. or at least through the smelling of- at least through the smelling and the thinking of foods yeah. that is fascinating yeah. uh, 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 love it caveman gorilla stuff again right yeah, because they, they probably associate you know pumpkin pie with uh you know, lots of women taking care of them. And let's be honest, men still need to be taken care of even when yes. they're 45. Well, that's everybody's like happiest More time, so. right? Thanksgiving or Christmas. Everybody's What's wrong with being together. 45? What are you, t- what are you trying <laughs> to say, Nothing Mike? wrong with being yeah. 45. Nothing, Nothing wrong. No, no. You're hot that way. What are it's you, crazy. No, give us it, another question. That dog's crazy. That dog's crazy. Uh, we, okay. had, we answered that, right? That was the, the whole question was the ED. Well, yeah, and just on whether there was anything natural. That is completely natural, pumps and stuff. I don't, I do not ascribe to, and I don't know if you do, I'm not speaking for you, please tell me yours. I do not ascribe to any of these uh, supplements, any of these pills that are not medically tested as far as like horny goat weed. Yeah. I, don't, I don't believe in any I mean, of those. I mean, and listen, here's the thing. The herbal remedies, while some of them may be effective, uh, they're not going to save you any money. So, if they, yeah. I mean, listen, the Cialis is going to be very effective and it's going to be expensive and so, so are all of the herbal remedies. So, if you want to save money over the long term, uh, you know, a pump and, and a cock ring probably do, do wonders. Pumps do work, although you have to be careful. Do not, do not get way too excited and overinflate. 
only inflated to where it's supposed to normally be the erection you remember. Don't go for big. Yeah. Because you can overuse yeah, you, you those, actually right? can yeah, overinflate. And, yes. and and you can break your penis, so be careful. You can break your penis. I've known a number of people who've broken their penis, but I know a lot of porn stars. They didn't do it with a pump. They did it by jamming. Yeah. Oops. It happens. <laughs> Broken penis. All right. Uh, All right, we do have... Oh, sorry. Uh, Go ahead. Okay. What? No, I was just going to take the, the cock size one again. Oh, you know what? Take what? that one. Take that right. one. Hi, Katie. A lot has been said about whether the size of a man's cock matters. I'm curious whether circumcised or uncircumcised cocks are better. What is your opinion? Thanks. Signed, Kiyoki. Well, I mean, size is one of those things. It is... Almost anything in the middle works for most people. Yeah. Penises agreed. and vaginas come in multiple sizes. Agreed. And we've talked about that over and over. We all remember Cassie and her tiny dime p- pussy. And we've certainly known many of gentlemen with large, large penises that yeah. don't match. Yeah. Kyoki's over so that. I, I say anything in the middle works for me. My personal preference is, you know, five to eight, but I've said that over and over. Yeah. That's Circumcised average. or uncircumcised? I don't care. Clean and healthy. I like it both ways. Uh, I, I don't know. Historically, it's been tit for tat with me. I did not see an uncircumcised penis until I got into the adult industry. I never had an issue with them. I never had an issue with anybody being um, unclean or anything like that. It seems like those guys are more sensitive, but not necessarily more in control of themselves. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of torn. I really don't have an opinion either way. Well, you know, as the safety guy here, you know, I definitely recommend circumcision just because we are finding that the, the rates of STD transmission are significantly reduced uh, when you do circumcise. Uh, but no, okay, no, I read studies on stuff like that with the, the uh, specifically HIV and the lowering of the risks yeah. uh, and also chlamydia gonorrhea. But those studies were done in Africa. Have we seen any studies on that in the U.S.? Yeah, you know, th- there there is research in the U.S. and you know, obviously, a lot of the HIV stuff is coming out of Africa. But you know, I, th- I not, think not in- that there's anything wrong with that. And of course, they have a higher population, but right. also they have a whole different uh, clean water system, different right. lifestyle. It is a different world than we are living in over here I, on the West Coast. I, I will say, and you, you've talked about this on that sex show, in, in that let's say you are in in, in a you know a, a long term relationship with somebody. Uh, one of the benefits of an uncircumcised penis is that it is sort of its own self-lubricating sleeve. So if right. you're giving a hand job uh, to your boyfriend, you're you're not gonna you know make him dry and need need any lubricant at all because it sort of is its sort of own uh, little sleeve that moves up and down. And 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 the same can be said you know when he's inside you you know even though your vagina you know sort of lubricates itself and it becomes very wet when it's aroused, um, there is that extra layer of sort of back and forth movement. With with his skin within the vagina that actually, uh, you know, can, can give a lot of pleasure to him. So, so in in that respect, you know, do what, would I recommend, you know, a guy who's, you know, married in America to get, have an adult circumcision when he's having sex with his wife every day? No, absolutely not. Although, you know, we've certainly talked to uh, a couple and one even in person, uh, we've got emails from older guys who suffer from the shrinking of the foreskin, Mm. which actually made it really uncomfortable and did get adult circumcisions to fix that. And we're, very very happy with the results that, that happens and you know it, and a lot of um a lot of guys have the thing where they can't um it, the foreskin doesn't retract all the way right and as That's they start they to grow up about. and you know listen you know moms you need to teach your your young boys if they are uncircumcised to pull the foreskin back 
all the way every day. All the way. And, and if they don't do that, then, then they may need to have a circumcision, an adult circumcision, which, you know, obviously is not a fun thing to do because of the healing process. It doesn't feel great. Um, so yeah. Yeah. It's like having an English bulldog in your pants. You but, have to wipe it down every but, day. But the, the thing about size, I mean, listen, when we look at physiology, the, the rectum is only six inches long. The vagina, when it, Tents, which means, you know, the vagina is usually only about three to four inches long, but when it gets aroused. We talked about this last night about yeah, having an orgasm tenting. first for the intercourse to feel better. Yes. Yeah. It's only about six inches, and we know the G spot is only a couple inches. I, I believe that so much of the obsession around very large penises is, is a, it's all about people making money from straight men who think that they need to have a very large penis yes. to please a woman. And it's not really, I mean, part of it is the penis uh, itself, but I think more of it, I would say 60 to 70% of it, is the confidence that that man doesn't have. That, and I say it all the time. It is so true. It is not about the size of the boat. It is about the motion of the ocean. Yeah. Anything average, not that there's not too small, Gentlemen, there is also too big. I have been there. There is a happy medium. If you're anywhere in the happy medium, it is all about confidence and knowing yeah. what you're working with. Yeah. Not just the size of your tool, the confidence uh, in whatever partner you're with to just uh, make love to that person, to have sex with that person, to fuck the shit out of them, whatever you're into, confidently. Yeah. It's not about size. So there you go. So Did we answer go. that completely? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty fucking yeah. thoroughly. Um. Dr. Mike Dow, would you come back and do some more, uh, have some more sex with Katie uh, I would love to have more oh sex with Katie Oh my God, Katie I want to have sex with Dr. Mike Dow over and over again. No, because there's a reef of questions, but uh, but I love the info, the extra deep. Yeah. Going deep. Yeah, you said deep. Going deep with Dow. Um, so uh, we'd love to have you back, sir. Yes. And, uh, love to be back. Get, get your questions in if you want some more. Yes, if you guys have questions advice. specifically for Dr. Mike, please feel free and send those on in. Thank you so fucking much for coming down. Thank you. It was awesome. Fun. Thank you so fucking much. Thank you so fucking... You know who else we should thank so fucking much? Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve. Thank you guys so fucking much for sponsoring the show. Listeners, please support and feel free and use offer code Katie. K-A-T-I-E. Thank you also to Mickey Avalon for our music. And Miss Rebecca Love, we miss you. We will see you this weekend. We do. And uh, of course, the fine folks over at Smodcast.com and Sir Smodcast Internet Radio, Will Wilkins. And uh, the whole crew from over there. Yay, thank you guys so much for listening and downloading. See, look, three weeks in a row. Oh, my God, I'm so proud of us. Yeah, and this uh, this one will be dropping this weekend. We'll have another one ready with uh, with our sweet, sweet, our lover. Rebecca Love. Yeah, next Yay. week. All right, I'm Katie Morgan. You guys have been listening to Having Sex with Katie Morgan. Rock hard and, and fuck, fuck harder. harder. This week's episode of Heaven's Sex is brought to you, our friends at AdamandEve.com. Here to tell you all about it is Rebecca Love and a Hall of Famer, Katie Morgan. <laughs> I'm a Hall of Famer now. Yay. Yeah. Well, thank you to AVN, too, for that, I guess. But a big shout out to Adam and Eve, sponsoring tonight's show for a limited time only. They have a special deal just for having sex listeners. What right is now, it? Tell me. If you go to adamandeve.com and you type in offer code Katie, K-A-T-I-E, you're going to get 50% off any one item. What? 50%? 50%. That's like half off. Yeah, I know it's what like it is. exactly half off. Well, that's awesome. <laughs> that you get exactly half off. <laughs> okay, but this is adamandeve.com. We're talking about an enormous, gigantic, gargantuan selection of adult toys, mm -hmm. videos, Novelties of all sorts, pillows, 
lubes, just about anything you could Outfits? need for your sexual needs. Absolutely. They have an amazing assortment of lingerie, and they also have some super awesome guy lingerie. Well, how about squirting dildos? Because I'm in need of one. <laughs> when you're in need of a squirting dildo, go to adamandeve.com. All right. You can probably get it for half off, but only if you type in offer code Katie, K-A-T-I-E. But wait, there's more. There's more? Not just half off. For a limited time only. I keep saying that because it's true. You got to go it's now. limited. You will get three free DVDs. Three? Adult free? movies. Free. Oh my gosh. And a super secret gift that's so sexy and so secret, we don't even know what it is. Wait a minute. You're telling me it's half off. I'm going to get three free DVDs and a mystery gift? A mystery gift that'll pop out and hit you right in the face. No, it probably <laughs> won't. But that squirting dildo will. Yes, it will. So go down to adamandeve.com, type in offer code Katie, K-A-T-I-E, and thank you so much to them for supporting the show. Yay! Adam and Eve. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com.